Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome back to Victory Drive. All right, um, I really hope everyone's hunting season is going great. Um, I know a lot of guys, a lot of guys and gals, um, tagged out already during that, especially in the Midwest here with that um late october cold front oh my gosh was that nice or what man um a lot of a lot of big deer died that week um it was such a brutal cold front and it just kept bucks on their feet doing their thing i think wcb we just went through everything and i don't know i can't i think i lost count there was like like 14 15 animals or bucks that went down that during that span, it was insane. We had like a week-long stretch of at least one animal, or over a week. It was almost a week and a half, I think, of just bucks going down. And sometimes, a lot a lot of the days, actually, is getting closer to like multiple bucks on the same day. is insane. So congratulations to everybody that took advantage of that and was able to capitalize and get in close and tag their target buck whatever you guys are doing that was such a killer fucking week um also the rut is well underway now i mean it's what is it it's november november uh 8th yep november 8th day so man the rut's going strong i went to southern iowa and hunted with jordan jones and austin chandler and uh um some of jordan's buddies uh we're we're all hunting different areas austin was hunting his home farm there in Iowa. I shouldn't say home farm, I guess. It's not his home, but um, the farm that he bought in Southern Iowa. Um, and man, awesome place. Austin was such a great host. Let us all stay there in his cabins and just had a really awesome hunt camp. Like it was one of those weeks. Uh, I, I was there for like five days. Um, Austin and I were Jordan Jones and his buddies. They came in a little bit later, but uh, man, what an awesome time. It was just boys camp, um, hunt boys camp, hunt camp, whatever you want to call it. It was amazing. That was so much fun to be able to go out, hunt all day, come back, 
hang out with some buddies, drink some beers, eat some good food, and just shoot the shit and go over game plans and um, pats in the back when someone killed. And Jordan, man, he ended up killing his biggest whitetail of his life. He killed a beautiful, beautiful 170-inch fucking buck down there on the first morning being in Iowa. It is amazing. He, I man, congratulations to him. That was awesome. And then um, Austin, he was able to stick an arrow in um, his target buck on the last day that we were playing on being there. Austin and I were. So that was awesome, too. He went and recovered it, and um, those pictures actually just came out on uh, WCB side of things, and it was amazing. Awesome buck. Almost 160-inch um, buck that he got, and it was it was awesome. Just such a cool experience, so much fun. And those are the hunt camps that I grew up, that I kind of grew up with. Not that exact scenario, but, man, you know, like going out gun season with my dad and my, my buddy and my brother and all that shit, like, just having that style hunt camp with family. And I'm sorry, I got the sniffles. I was outside a lot, and it's windy and kind of a little bit chilly. But um, those hunt camps are kind of a dying breed. A lot of guys are getting really, really stingy with their properties. They're really, I don't want to say selfish because I get it. You know, I you want a place to your own. You want to have good experience, hunting experiences and have deer up and moving. Because I was pounding public, and let me tell you what, that was rough. It was rough out there on the public land. I didn't scout near as much as I should have during um, the summer and going into season. Um, if I would have done more scouting, I would have had much a much better experience. But it seemed like everywhere I went, there was someone fucking sliding down a ridgeline on their buttholes. And it, we talked about that a lot on this episode, actually. Because um, that's what this episode is all about, is our hunt camp. It's a hunt camp episode with Austin and Jordan and... Um, it was just, a, I just wanted to preface it by saying it was just an absolutely great time. I was a little bit drunk because we were celebrating Jordan's buck and Jordan gets into detail on him growing up in North Carolina and how he tagged this buck in Iowa. And we kind of like, we have a, like a linear, a kind of a linear story. Like Austin and I talked about our time and Austin hasn't killed by this time yet either. So it's really all about Jordan, but we talked about. Um, the time we've been having, we talked about the butthole surfer on public land and it was just, it was a good time. It was a great podcast. We were kind of, we were, we were all feeling real good on this one. Um, celebrating Jordan. I think Jordan started drinking at like 10 AM after he killed that buck. So it was just, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. But we have like a, a kind of a linear storyline talking about Jordan's buck, but we definitely jump off on some trails, um, to get there. Cause I think it's really cool to tell like kind of the whole story and kind of get uh, Jordan's background in North Carolina and kind of what led to this culminating event of him killing his biggest whitetail ever. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, what does it say about hunt camps? Oh, yeah, they're kind of a dying breed, it seems like. So if you guys can, you know, if you can house some people, house some of your buddies, your really close friends or something, and just bring these hunt camps back because this is this, – it was absolutely amazing. And Austin let us into his farm and – let us hang out obviously we weren't hunting his farm he was hunting it but just even just being able to go out on other places in the area in the neighboring area and be able to come back and tell kind of like what um you see and stuff that day in the same general neighborhood of each other it's it's awesome and it was just such a great time like i said millions of times already in this intro is that it was an absolute blast and i would do it again and again and again as much as you can because like I always say here, you know, you only have so many seasons, you only have so many 
experiences out there in the woods. You only have so many days to hunt each year and you only have so many years in your life. So it's like, take advantage of it while, while we're here, while we're on this spinning rock revolving around a really hot star. Um, take advantage of the time you're here, have fun with it. it it's not all about killing the biggest buck, you know, like I, I love killing big bucks. Austin is a big buck killer. Jordan Jones is a big buck killer. Like everyone loves killing big bucks. They're awesome. They're cool. Having big, big antlers. is fucking sweet. But also if you're not having fun, if the getting a big buck is overshadowing you having fun, then why the fuck are we doing it? You know, for, are we literally just out here for bragging rights? Is that what we're doing? Or are we out there to have good experiences, have good hunting experiences, and be able to share those with our friends? That's why I love this podcast, because I love sharing these awesome, fun experiences with that I'm having with all these other people. And I love hearing about all these experiences that everyone else is having. So um, kind of on that same note, I guess, um, if any of you are out there listening and you have a good someone that you feel like would fit well with victory drive here um send them my way i'd love to have new guests on um you know reach i'm re- trying my best reaching out to in what i feel like is interesting people but this is a group effort guys you want i'm you know i'm i'm here for you kind of thing i want to know what you guys like to listen to and hear from and who you like to hear from if you want to hear from somebody that you find interesting send them my way send me some ideas and maybe like tag them in this post i don't give i don't fucking know whatever you want to do but let me know let me know if you have anyone in mind that you think would fit well with victory drive here and that they would make a good guest let me know all right and also on that note um other things you need to let me know about um let me know who wants to go to africa with me and my wife august 26th through september 3rd um we're going out there with Stuart apangle and all the whoever phs he's bringing with them um Africa, August 26th through September 3rd. It is going to be a gun or bow camp. And either weapon, we don't discriminate. You know, um, it's all on the spe- same spectrum. You know, it's all love. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, G, you know, L, G, B, whatever. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. You know, you wanna, whatever you want to hunt with. Just go out there and have a good time. Africa is an absolutely amazing place, amazing experience. And one more thing that I really do feel like everyone needs to check off their list while they're on earth here. Africa is absolutely amazing. I don't give a fuck what PETA says. I don't give a fuck what the United States Humane Society says. I don't give a fuck what anyone says that says that when they say Africa hunting is bad and it's trophy hunting and it's not even hunting, it's all this other shit. Fuck you guys. Like that is not true. It is real hunting and it is a real good time. So let me know if you want to get going on that guys. Um, also Wyoming bear camp, May 27th through the 31st, Devin Leonard, myself in camp. I think four spots available Memorial day week. Um, fucking shooting some big old Bruins in Wyoming. It's going to be a great time. Let me know who wants to go to that as well. Um, also mountain ops, Code Victory, 20% off. If you guys are in Mountain Ops, go ahead and use Code Victory, 20% off. And also, um, they're doing WCB is doing a really big thing with Mountain Ops with the whole um, Conquer Hunger thing and all that good stuff. So support Mountain Ops, support the Hungry, support Victor Drive and WCB. Um, I don't, you know, you can use Code Victory, 20% off. You can use, I think it's Code WCB for 20% off. Whatever code you want to use, um to get your 20% off and also go towards conquering hunger. I don't give a fuck. 
I just know that I stand behind Mountain Ops as a brand. They're a great brand, great products, great people behind the brand. So it's just a company that you, it's guilt-free. It's guilt-free whenever you um, support them, whenever you support what we're doing here and you support a company like Mountain Ops, it's guilt-free. Uh, they do great things with their money. They're great people. Um, so you know, it's not like, you know, whenever I, okay, whenever I go on Amazon and buy something, I have a little bit of guilt because I'm like, Amazon is a kind of a dirty company. Jeff Bezos is out there banging fucking supermodels, whatever he's doing with his money. That is not what they're doing at Mountain Ops. Um, they're not banging supermodels that I know of um, and wasting all of their wealth on luxurious activities and everything else. They're trying to give back and actually conquer hunger. They're really doing a lot of really great things with their profits and stuff. So it's a guilt-free company that you can support as well and save some coin while you're at that. All right. Um, also Huntworth code WCB 15. I say code WCB whiskey, Charlie Bravo one five. Um, save yourself some money at Huntworth. We were rocking Huntworth in this hunt camp. All of us besides Jordan. Cause he is, I don't know, not, he has other shit. I don't know, fucking know what he's wearing, actually. Um, but, yeah, Huntworth, code WCB15. Save yourself some coin there. Uh, I just got some late-season stuff, and my goodness, I am stoked about that. Uh, they sent me this Grayling hoodie. Holy fuck, that thing seems legit. It's badass. It's kind of like the Shelton hoodie, except a little bit warmer. It's the heat has the heat boost technology in that bad boy. And it is, I just tried it on real quick, and it feels great. I haven't worn it outside yet. So when I do, I will get back to you guys. All right. I just got to let it get a little bit colder and then I'll be wearing some of that um, heat boost shit when it gets cold. I just been rocking. Honestly, I've just been rocking um, my underlayers and the warmer weather stuff just because it's been kind of fucking warm, this rut. So I haven't really been needing any of that really heavy shit. Uh, so yeah, Huntworth, great. Co- another great company, guilt-free company to support. Code WCB, save some, code, ugh, fuck me, code WCB15 to save some coin as well. And drum roll, please. Grizzly Coolers. All right, we've talked about how badass Grizzly Coolers is. They make the best hard side coolers in the world, for sure, my opinion, but definitely corroborated by evidence with everyone else that um, has them. So Grizzly Coolers, awesome company. Another, once again, they're all... I'm never going to partner with uh, a Jeff Bezos from Amazon or a Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. I'm never going to partner with those people because they aren't guilt-free companies. We use their products because we almost feel like we have to, but they're not guilt-free. I'm only going to partner with guilt-free companies. And uh, Grizzly Coolers is one of them as well. So we've talked a lot about their hard side coolers. Let's dive into their soft side coolers. Um, I'm looking at the Drifter line right now. They have the Drifter 12, Drifter 20. And Drifter 30, and this Drifter 30, I believe, is pretty hot off the press here. It's a newer item. It's badass. It's a soft side cooler. It's got the wheels. It's got the bar, the traveling, the wheel behind bar. You know that, I don't know what you call it, the traveling handle. So you can pull it behind. You can. It's got two big pockets on the side. You can put your beers in there. Some silos looks like some big boys. Um, and then you can fill that bitch up with a bunch of beer and just have a good time. Tailgating? Fuck yeah. Let's go. Drifter 30. Walking in between vehicles before you go to the uh, football game and have to buy 
$153 beers, whatever the fuck they charge at football games. I've, ne- I've never been to a NFL game, so I don't know how much the beers are in there, but they're kind of expensive, I'd assume. Well, before you get in there, get drunk already, all right? Get drunk before you go into this, uh, the NFL game, so then you can just buy beers to maintain that drunkness. And it, the best thing to get drunk with is a Drifter 30, I prob- I, I'd say. I haven't tried it yet, but it does look really badass. It's a super sick soft side cooler. I do have a Drifter 20. Um, it's one, one of the, the bad boys with the carry handle. You know, you put it over your shoulder and carry it around with this. And they're really fun little side side guy um you know so yeah uh what the fuck was i saying oh yeah they're awesome that's what i was saying but the drifter line they're soft side coolers they are great um you know camp camp coolers if you're gonna be walking around going tent to tent tailgate to tailgate whatever you're gonna do if you have to take your cooler with you those hard side coolers are badass but they are heavy if you don't want to carry around a fucking heavy hard side cooler Check out the the Drifter line. All soft side coolers. They're light, handy, and cold. So check out Grizzly Coolers, and you can use code WCB for 15% off. All right. Without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this episode because it was a blast recording it with Austin and Jordan while we're in hunt camp in southern Iowa, having a great time, drinking some drinks, killing big bucks. Well, they were killing big bucks. I'm watching small bucks and butthole surfers so stay tuned check out the episode i hope you guys love it and yeah once again let me know with all that stuff i said before all right peace have fun god bless see you later sitting here finally have austin on the podcast how's it going buddy <laughs> good might we might need to talk a little bit louder than that just i've got a soft voice yeah. so you might have to crank me up we see i'm used to kurt he can like crank up my mic for me so yeah I'm used to like screaming into it can you hear me oh yeah oh yeah i think so <laughs> um but i'll speak up tonight <laughs> yeah well you need to speak up just because we're we're in hunt camp we're over here in southern iowa and Austin has been a great host and let us stay in his cabin. And by us, I mean, because uh, we got Jordan Jones here. How we doing, brother? From North Carolina. Yeah, boy. With all of his buddies here, <laughs> hunting yeah. deer in yeah. fucking southern Iowa. So. We like to shoot at him. That's what we like to do. <laughs> you know? that's, that's the biggest thing is just shoot at him and hope that you hit him. Hope for the best. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs> it's kind of like spray and pray and pest control, what I do. You just shoot and pray. Yeah. You know, basically yep. at that point. So. so I think uh, before, when we get this thing kind of started, uh, let's, Austin and I will go first since it'll be shorter. Um, yes. And Austin, you want to talk about your, uh, kind of how your Iowa season's been going? Because you, yeah. you finally drew a tag. Right. It's been like six years in the making. Yeah, I've been putting in for this tag for, I think, five points, so six years. 
Um, actually bought a farm last year uh, over near Lucas, Iowa, with the the hopes that I would draw the tag last year. Mm-hmm. And you were sitting on the porch with me when we looked at the results and got the bad news last year. So I'm like, fuck, well, I guess you'll get to hunt my farm. <laughs> yeah. So you got to kill a good deer off of it like the first day in yeah. last year. Yeah, that worked out really well, honestly, yeah. for me, not yeah. for you. But... Not so much for me, but... Yeah, but honestly, you wouldn't have shot that deer anyways. Pro- you... Probably not, but yeah. there, I mean, honestly, that farm didn't have, like, the quality of deer that I was looking for. It had one really good deer. I got to mm-hmm. pick his sheds up, uh, one of his antlers, and so I ended up selling that farm and then moved the money over into this farm where we're at tonight, so mm-hmm. a little bigger farm, closer to home. Um, it's got a couple cabins on it. So for hosting a deer camp, it's perfect. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is perfect. It, it like the, the Sheridan farm was awesome. Mm-hmm. It had the one, one cabin on there and it was great, but it, you know, I mean, having, what do we got in here? Seven dudes. How many? Seven. Yeah. Se- yeah seven of us. Seven guys. So we got seven, seven guys here. Very, very comfortably. The Sheridan farm would have been They've been very, pretty cozy. Very cozy. <laughs> but uh, the Sheridan Farm is cool, but over here, it's just completely different. It gets so much nicer. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I think I feel like the buck quality is a lot better over here, too, overall. I think the potential's there in either farm. Um, that piece was smaller, but it had good yeah. connecting pieces on either side. This farm's just totally different. It's uh, Instead of being more ag and grassy, this farm is just all big white oak timber and mm-hmm. uh, just... A lot of steep canyons. It's got 13 acres of food plot on it. I mean, I'm the one hunting this one, and you guys are out tromping around on on public for the most part. Yeah. And Jordan, you had permission on private piece. But, yes, sir. Um, no, it's it's been a blast. I mean, this whole Iowa journey's just been great, and hopefully in the future, I'm an Iowa resident, so I can come over mm-hmm. here and enjoy this every year. Yeah, this is, this has been awesome, though. This has been a really, really... A really great trip, just uh, all of us together hanging out, fucking shooting the shit, going out and hunting, and just, I don't know, just, it brings back like the whole hunt camp vibe yeah. from like the I don't know, I'm gonna say olden days, I guess. It's almost like a gun style camp where it you is. have the the buddies and the bullshitting, but we're doing it with bows. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's, it's cool when you get to go out and you because in this area there's a lot of public land, so it's, there's a lot of really good places for everyone to hunt. And then you're hunting, obviously, around the cabins and shit, your own property here. Yep. But it's cool that you can house a good amount of people here and still have a, a really good like camp, hunt camp yeah. feel, which is well, awesome. It's in a great location. I mean, there's tons of public in this area. So we're mm-hmm. like right, this cabin is situated right in the heart of a bunch of really good public. So it's, yeah. it works out great. I mean, you just, you went out tonight and seen the guys that were with me, mm-hmm. you know, go to a a couple of different pieces of public and then boom there's my buddies there and mm-hmm. got to see and talk to them so it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty good and see where they were going mm-hmm. so. yeah i will say like public land hunting is frustrating as fuck sometimes but uh on the flip side that is really cool when you get to like kind of go out in the parking lot and see the people that are out there hunting the same property you are i guess you know on public and stuff and talking to them and everyone's like <clears throat> It's a different, it's a totally different, like, kind of feel for, with public land when you're talking to guys. Like, you know, I don't know. It seems like they're, everyone's super, like, chill. They're like, yeah, you know, hey, it's open to everyone. Like, go out there and 
do what you need to do kind of thing. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. It's like they're excited. Yeah. Everyone's out there having a good time. Try and do what we love to do, you know, which is hunt hunt deer and have a good time doing it. But it is kind of frustrating when you're sitting in your stand and people are just allowed to tromp wherever the fuck they want. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes a, it makes those times where you put a lot of effort into it, and then all of a sudden there's a yeah. guy sliding on his ass down yeah. the side somewhere. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you see a horse, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's been the story of my fucking public land journey out here. Is like, came <laughs> came out here Wednesday. And, and met up with Austin and stuff out here, and I I went and scouted this um new this piece of public, and we we're out. I was out there tr- like kind of scouting around, and I'm trying not to be too invasive right away. And I get set on this spot that looks really really good. There's a lot of trails. There, it's a bottom piece, and there's a lot of trails intersecting. There's a bunch of rubs and scrapes, and it looked really really good. I set my tree stand up. I sat in there that night. And I had some, I had like four does come out right next to me. I'm like, fuck yeah. And then shortly after that, a, a little eight pointer. He's probably, I, at the time I thought he was 120s, but he's probably, he realistically, he's probably closer to like 115, So you're feeling saucy. You got a bunch of does. You yeah. got a little buck coming in. You're just waiting on the big boy to roll in. Yep. So I'm feeling real good. And then they worked off and they did their thing. I'm like, okay, cool. And I was like 10 minutes of shooting light left. And I'm sitting out, sitting down there, and I I look over where the those deer came from. I look up and I see another deer sitting up there, and I'm like, okay. I pull my binos, I'm like, okay, it's just another doe. But I'm like, this could be a really good spot. Fucking the next day or two, like something's gonna be something big's gonna come walking by eventually. It's the rut, so something anything can happen. And then I'm sitting there, and it's like three minutes to shoot light left. I'm like, okay. Fucking, I'm just going to wait for this deer to move off, and then I'll boost good and boogie out of here. And that deer ends up just, for some reason, just hopping the fence and fucking running off across the creek and shot over in this hay field. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? That one moved off, like, way faster than the other ones. And I hear a bunch of crashing behind me. Like, what the fuck? That's, it sounded like a... It sounded like a Big deer was walking sideways yeah, in a rush. He thought, comes like, the oh, that's what I thought. Here they come. He's like, sidestepping. Yeah. He's sidestepping. I'm like, here's here comes <laughs> the big boy. And I fucking, it starts getting a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And I'm like, damn, that sounds really different. Familiar. That sounds really Unless, different. Sounds yeah, familiar. maybe a little familiar. Maybe, yeah. a little, maybe a little familiar. Maybe a little just different than the other deer sounded. And then I see a fucking, some light. I'm like, what the fuck? And I see some dude sliding down on his butthole. <laughs> down the <laughs> Sliding right down the same trail that all those deer came down. Sliding down with his fucking phone in his hand. Fucking swearing. Saying, Fuck, son of a bitch. And fucking sliding on his asshole the entire way down this trail. I'm like, what the fuck? He Just walks like... a scent trail down Oh, there. my God. Like, and I feel then, so bad. Is that... That ain't oh, the shit, place dude. that I sent you the drop hand with. No. No, okay, it's a different okay, spot. Okay, okay. But uh, he fucking sides down. He walks like he ends up getting up and fucking walking like ten yards next by tree stand. I'm staring. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? I thought about whistling at him. So from here on out, he's known as the butthole surfer. Yeah. <laughs> so he was dubbed the butthole surfer from then on out. But he uh, yeah, he fucking was walking by. I thought about I thought about yelling at him or like flashing with my 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 flashlight my phone or something. But I ended up just watching him. And then he fucking walks right next to me at 10 yards, 
fucking walks by, and I'm like, what the fuck? I wish you would have videoed that. Oh, I know, dude. It would have been funny. <laughs> it would have been funny as fuck. I couldn't but. imagine a guy of your stature yelling at me. I'd be yeah. probably uh, pretty scared yeah. to take off running myself. I was gonna, you know? just going to give one of these, like, Hey, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just just scream at him. In the we're going like, to call that the back door hole is what yeah. we're going to call that one. That's a pretty good one. Because so. by, by this time, it is pretty dark already. It is yeah. fairly dark. So if I just would have screamed at him, it would have been fucking funny. But <laughs> he'd be like, I'm never oh, coming shit. back here. Oh, like, shit. Sorry. I thought I was in a good spot and some yeah. dude yelled at me and I just got scared. That, that bothered me. <laughs> I didn't like that too good. Yeah, but then he ended up walking by, and he and he crossed the creek, the exact same trail that all the deer took, and fucking jumps up on the other side. And he's fucking cussing and yelling and getting pissed. I'm like, God bless America! I'm like, here we go. And then he walks off. I'm like, fuck this. So I climb down. It's dark, so I'm like, I'm just gonna leave my stand here. I'll, I'll hunt in the morning, just to basically come hunt it and tear my stand down. And I left pissed off, and I fucking fell in a hole and fucking almost broke my shin in half and <laughs> just pissed just pissed i get back and i fucking sleep it off and go back and collect my shit in the morning and then keep on keep it on and that's man i just haven't i've been struggling getting on deer this year this has been the bottom line like we already i talked to matt last week and we talked about our early early muzzleloader season and i've just been fucking riding the struggle bus getting on deer this year it's been yeah. rough but it's been fun though out here. It's been a lot of fun. So, yeah. I'll tell you what, Iowa is a different place. Where yeah. I would have never expected Iowa to be as good as it yeah. has been to me. So, we're getting to that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. awesome. Talk us through how your week's been going so far. Uh, well, I, I got to hunt the farm a little bit. When was it? Probably like the middle of October. I got a rain delay when I was harvesting. So, I came over and got to do some hunting. Um, Got to see a lot of deer. The farm has a lot of deer, you know. I see 10 to 15 does in a sit is not abnormal, mm-hmm. which is a higher density than what I'm used to back at home in Illinois. Um, so I think that's been the biggest obstacle for me is, like, getting into a stand without blowing on a bunch of deer. And then once you're sitting there, like, not getting winded by all these does. Right. There's just so many deer. So it's really been a struggle. It seems like every night, right when it gets to prime time, and I expect to see a big deer, and I've got a doe downwind of me that starts blowing at me. Mm-hmm. So I've been struggling with that. But um, for the last few days since I've been here with you guys, I've got to see some 120, 130 type deer. Uh, let a nice deer walk this morning that was probably close to 140. And uh, I've got two deer on the farm that I'm interested in. Both of them are, you know, close to 160 probably. Uh, mm-hmm. Five-year-old type deer. Good deer. Um, I had a picture of one in August and hadn't seen him until the night that I got here, which was like three nights ago and he tripped a camera. So I've been hunting on that side of the farm in hopes of seeing him. And I finally got to see him tonight. So it's the first good deer that I've seen in the last couple weeks. So that was a relief to see, finally get to see a good deer tonight, but man, it was hectic. It was, uh, that, that, was, that was the big eight-pointer, right? So or he's a 10-point, ten ten point, and okay. he's got a short two on the left side with a little kind of a can opener on it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Tight frame deer, but long beams, tall tines, nice, I'm guessing close to 160, mm-hmm. nice deer. Um, but he came out, and it was just hectic. He was 40 yards, <laughs> and then he was 80 yards, and 
running two and three different does and there was three other bucks in the field with him running these does around so it was finally a good night i got to see the chase that i'd been waiting on you know i had been slow mm-hmm. i hadn't been seeing any chasing uh really minimal mo- vocalization just not you know typical november 4th type shit and mm-hmm. tonight was good i got to see what i was wanting to see so yeah i feel like it's starting to heat up yeah i do too i mean I've been struggle, kind of riding the struggle bus here, trying to find fucking decent deer on public land. And today, I fucking stumbled into a a pile of deer. Mm-hmm. Right, this is a random spot, and it's an old marsh area. There's a pile of deer in there. It was just a matter of like, kind of the difference between like, I guess private land and public land is like, when you're hunting public, you have big acreages. A lot of times, like where I was hunting at was a pretty big acreage area and you just got to find where the deer are at so there's a lot of dead zones just i would say probably at least half of the public hunting out there is just deer dead zone and so you got to find the little pockets that don't have people in them already mm-hmm. that the deer are also in and like private land is completely different where it's like you have a you, you know there's a good amount of deer on the private but that's also part of the, I guess, challenge of finding, like, trying to hunt a specific, especially a specific, specific deer like you're trying to hunt. Mm-hmm. It's like you're trying to get the other deer that you know you're going to have a pile of deer here on your land, but trying to fucking sneak past them and get in a spot where they're not yeah. going to be blowing at you fucking constantly all throughout the night. Yeah, I'd almost rather hunt in Illinois where there's less deer yeah. and just wait on one good one versus seeing 30 does and fawns and little bucks yeah it's definitely it's an obstacle value but then yep. whenever yeah. you break down into it and try to find a good deer when you're trying to kill a yeah. good deer it's, it's an hard. obstacle to have that many deer around you but yep. it's been fun i mean it's fun seeing deer and i've been seeing mm-hmm. a bunch so it's kind of the same way like when you're elk hunting if you find a bull by itself then you're like hell yeah but if you find a bull that has 30 cows with it and 16 satellite bulls with it it's like that thing is damn near unkillable yep it's tough. It's the same kind of concept where you, you have a shit ton of eyes, a shit ton of eyes and a shit ton of noses to beat rather than just one. Yep. You know, so yeah, it's been, it's been fun, been tough, but, um, <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. Yes, sir. So you've been in Iowa for 48 hours, 48 hours. Okay. Yeah. 72. Oh yeah. I, we'll say now. Se- 72, yeah, 72 hours. Okay. 72 hours. Um, Okay, just pick it off. Just go. <laughs> to walk us <laughs> well, through. Well, walk us through like getting to Iowa. What that. What that's all entailed, and then how you're. Well, it all started went, with so. me and my daddy's nutsack, is what it was. You know, mm-hmm. when he was carrying me around. No, yeah. uh, so <laughs> I kind of. <laughs> we're going way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're, going, t- we're going way back. So man. where'd you start? So, my daddy's nutsack. Yeah, daddy's nutsack. Um, man, it it's actually a pretty decent story. My dad made up with a guy at home back in North Carolina, and he is related to a guy that was friends with a guy about an hour north of here. Hmm. And so basically, that guy hooked my dad up, showed him some public. Dad killed a couple good deer in the past, what, six years or whatever he drew, and then killed a big deer the first year he hunted, come back four or five years later, killed another big deer. Well, that guy I ended up being pretty good friends with, he knew a guy that said, hey, he just bought a farm. Do you want to hunt it? 
Absolutely. No shit. I don't want to go fight the public. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I would. I mean, I've waited six years just like Austin has, you know. Took mm -hmm. me five points, and on the sixth year, I finally drew. And uh, and I sent him cameras up here back in the summer and kind of put them out and had a couple really big deer on camera. Mm -hmm. It's not what I would expect, you know, on a couple small acres. One was 35 acres, and the other one was 65 acres. Mm-hmm. But that it's a testament to like, hey man, you ain't got to have a lot of acreage. You just got to have the right spot. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, yep. I hunted. Uh, I came up here. Well, I sent the cameras out. Came up here. I got here Thursday evening. So was that November second? And then on the third was yesterday morning. I just went out, hung two tree stands, one on each farm. Found some buck sign, couple trails. I hunted. Uh, Friday evening and seen a bunch of does and then here comes a, a good four-year-old 10-pointer probably mid-40s man for this North Carolina guy that was hard to yeah. let go I mean I, I seen that deer and he walked 15 yards and he broadsided he's grunting I'm going god I'm mighty I know I got <laughs> before you came out here what was your best deer 157 157 yeah I killed a I killed a mid 150s deer in, in Kansas um that was back in 2021 yep so just right after all the damn COVID craze mm -hmm. yep and and whenever I drew Iowa my idea was like hey I have the opportunity to maybe top that it yeah. took me nine years to top that deer from my previous personal best deer, if you would say. So was that so? Was that a North Carolina buck? No, it was Before, a. Or? So back in twenty, uh, hell, I don't know. I was nineteen years old, so two thousand eleven. I killed a deer in Ohio. Mm. It was one thirty-seven, and I'd kill one hundred thirty-four, one hundred thirty-one, one hundred twenty-nine. Could never top the deer. Yep, and. Finally, I just had a big deer show up in Kansas, and I told my buddies, it's kind of the same guys that's with me now that's hunting the public mm -hmm. that you met, and uh, I told these boys, I said, I got this deer on camera. Sorry, boys. I'm going after it. <laughs> and got lucky, killed the deer. You know, shot him at, at three steps. He walked mm -hmm. under my tree stand. Man, you talking about a hell of a time. I cried like a baby. Like <laughs> a baby, man. I am man enough to admit that – I ain't cried that hard since probably the day I was born. So, <laughs> yeah. um, what, was, what was the setup there? Like, are you in Kansas? Are you hunting like mostly like open type? So the part of Kansas I'm in, actually, it's it's a lot here, like Iowa. I mean, okay, about a good mix between a lot of timber and a lot of ag. So, okay. like this guy, we just my dad met him at a gas station and got to talking to him and. And he said, yeah, I've got access to this this farm. Well, I end up being pretty good buddies with the grandson of that farmer. And mm -hmm. we got to talking for the last couple of years. And he's like, yeah, man, come on out yourself once your dad kills or whatever. So um, a couple of years ago, I went out and then I scouted all their property. And I said, well, I told the guy, I said, hey, man, I'd hang right here. And he killed the biggest buck of his life that evening, you mm -hmm. know, that, I'm not some guru. I just got lucky, you know, said, hey, bunch of pin oaks are followed. They're hammering them. He kills a mid-150s deer, biggest buck of his life. And then from then on, he's like, man, any of my property, hunt it all you want to. So my dad's actually out there right now. Well, the, the second year I went out there is whenever I got lucky and killed that, mm -hmm. that mid-150s deer. 
Um, and then I, I just kept putting in for Iowa, kept putting in for Iowa, kept putting in for Iowa. Well, I actually put in last year kind of the same way, exact way with Austin. I remember actually him and I talking at the shoot that they have in June in Illinois. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm putting in this year, and I think you had put in the same way, and I got the email, and I'm like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, like, I put all my – I didn't even put in for Kansas. I was really banking on yeah, this, Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I'm banking on my Iowa trip, you know, that yep. to draw here. Um, and I'm giving up a lot of private land hunting in Kansas just to come here to hunt public, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, didn't draw. So I went to Ohio last year and, uh, we had a, a giant five-year-old deer that we were hunting. Well, neither one of us killed it. I ended up killing the bully buck that chased that deer off. Like oh, no just, shit. Yeah, yeah. It was like a seven and a half year old mid one twenties deer. I mean, Mid two hundred pound deer, just a just a giant body deer. Dude, them them fucking junk rack big boys. Yeah, they're assholes. Yeah, dude, they they'll are. fucking run off all your big deer and fuck your whole property up. Dude, I swear they're as much of a trophy as a two hundred inch deer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I they're, mean, they're like, rough and tumbling. Fucking yeah. yeah. It's like, like you it's show like, up to a bar and you pick yeah. out the biggest guy and you bow your chest up to him and he folds. Yep. That's kind of the same way, like what I feel about it. You know? Right. Well, and it's like in a lot of times, like, the biggest dude in the bar isn't good looking. Mm-mm. So it's like, Mm-mm. you know, the biggest, ugliest motherfucker is going to beat up everyone that's prettier than him. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, it's exactly. kind of the same way. You know, like exactly. Like I, I look at myself as like a maybe low one thirties buck, but I'm a fucking dick. You, gotta, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't pretty, but I'll fuck you up. Yeah. Dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I don't think I would approach you in a bar with my chest bone. Yeah, we'll just say yeah. that. You're you're like probably mid one fifties. Yeah, Austin, Austin's definitely no, up, I'm a upper, solid upper eighties. I'd say I'm the I'm the one eighty that doesn't get broke up. I just stay back in my own yeah. little yeah. hole. Yeah, just keeps yeah. getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> in his own I'm hole. a solid. <laughs> so he slinks around, picks up all the ladies in the backside. <laughs> Come back to my place. Don't talk to those guys. Because yeah. hey, like me being a fucking one twenties bully buck, I'm not fucking picking up any girls. I'm too worried about fighting. <laughs> you know, like, I'm too worried about beating well, up all the dudes. And I, Austin's out there picking up all the chicks in the background. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck everyone up. Dude. <laughs> when I found out that we were the same age and i'm like man this guy is a man compared to me like i mean i'm not a small feller i'm 6'1 230 but like i'm not i'm fat i'm a 6'1 fat 230 you know just a beer belly man boobies you know and then you you got this hell of a man sitting next to me and it's just kind of it it puts things in perspective, you know. At that well, point, well, that's very kind of you. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You got a hell of a beard. I can barely grow one, you know. But but no, I mean, I killed that deer in Ohio, yeah. and and then this year, obviously, I was fortunate enough. I I drew the tag for Iowa and sent sent the farmer the cameras and stuff, and had a couple. Really, really good deer on there. Yeah, 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 just yeah, like really nice. Deer, yeah, I mean. a real good deer. I mean, one deer had a pretty massive drop time. I was like, man, that's got to be the deer I'm going to chase yeah. all the time I'm up here. He and, had, uh, he had in what fucking eighties, probably. Yeah, 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 probably. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to be conservative, you know, because I don't want to get too hopped up. You know, I said mm-hmm. upper seventies to low eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is at least seventies. Yeah, big deer, big yeah. boy. So. You know, I, I sent that out, and I was like, well, I'm going to go hang a tree stand there on Friday morning. You know, I got here late Thursday night. Friday morning, I'm going to go hang a tree stand. I'm going to go hang a tree stand at a different place. And uh, I hunted the drop-tied deer Friday evening. Okay. And 
and uh, sitting there, and here comes a couple of does. And, you know, I told myself the first day, if I get a good opportunity at a big doe, I'm going to get some camp meat. Yeah. Know? Yep. Well, of course, I swear trying to kill a big doe is as hard as killing a big deer. A oh, big, yeah. Big buck sometimes, yeah. man. Espe- like, especially in the rut. When they're fucking getting ran around by everything, oh they're rough, God, dude. dude. They're so well. They just ugh. pick up on everything. Yeah, man, I, I, like a big old doe. I swear, mm-hmm. there's not there's there's not a deer smarter in the woods. No, like I look back and there's there's the deer. There's I'm like, hell, I got you on camera. I'm gonna kill you, you yeah. bitch. Yep. You know. Well, obviously the the little ones come under me, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I really want to shoot a doe with little ones. I'm like, well, yeah. she's getting ready to push them away, right, right? Right. Like it has to be come. I mean, she's this doe is. I mean, I can't judge a deer's body size once they get you know, over 150 pounds on a doe. Mm-hmm. You know, right? But this one is is as big. big of a doe as I've ever seen. Have you ever seen the the does kicking off their young ones? Have you ever watched it happen? I have. I watched watched it happen one time. It's rough. And I felt so bad I shot the mom. Like, (laughs) I felt so bad. Like, how dare you do that? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to kill you. Dude, I I, I told my daughter that. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, there's this big doe out there, but she wouldn't come close enough because, but her, her, her baby, she came close enough, but I didn't want to shoot a fawn, like a fucking fawn straight out of spots. And I was talking to her, and my daughter's like, well, you don't want to shoot the mom either. I'm like, yeah, I'd shoot the mom. She's like, what? You would? I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, then I explained to her, like, in, like, about two, maybe three weeks, she's going to be beating the fucking shit out of her kid <laughs> yeah. so bad to get yeah. her away from her so she can get bred again yeah. that it's not even, it's it's sad. Like, I'd shoot the fuck out of that mom. Yeah. She's, and, and my daughter, looked, I didn't say shoot the fuck out of her. From my daughter, I said, I'd shoot the mom, you know, for these reasons and stuff. My daughter's like, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, if she's that mean, then that makes sense. I'm like they're all mean. It's just it's not even that they're mean. It's just nature. Yeah, That's what they do. It's like they they know they need nature's to get, brutal. They man. know like when when they're getting the estrus, like I need to get bred. Otherwise, the this deer population is gonna go to shit. Yeah. So we need, I need to get fucked. Otherwise. There ain't no more kids. There ain't no more deer. I got to save the I species my wife here. He knows the what they're thing. thinking. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, no, you want to beat the fuck out of your son so you can, you can bang her again? So I can get some pussy, you know? Yeah, you know? Sense, I, you, you, you know? <laughs> you know? So, but You're like the bear. No, the one like, time <laughs> that I saw it was back in North Carolina. And I'd never, I didn't realize, like, I thought it was just a buck would come in and, like, take the doe away. Like, I didn't realize that they would, like, Stand oh, up yeah. on their back legs and beat the shit out of their oh, kids yeah. to go away. And I'm like, damn, I, I hear you, Ruthless. Elvira. You know? Yeah. But, uh, no, I was I was actually in a tree stand one time in North Carolina. This is, I think it was somewhere around Thanksgiving. Because our rut back in North Carolina would be, it's actually not much different than it is here in the Midwest. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, in western North Carolina, you have some parts of western North Carolina that's like Thanksgiving week, 1st of December is whenever they're chasing the hardest. But... In the mountains, like northwestern North Carolina, where I hunt, it's it's a lot the same. So, second week of November, they're chasing the hardest, you know. But mm-hmm. I remember sitting in a tree stand, and here comes a mom and a little one. And uh, and the mom just turned around and just knocked, I mean, give her two two chicken strips and a piece of soda, you know, just bam, <laughs> bam, 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 bam. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, you know, like I – what is she doing? Yeah. And I didn't realize because I was a little bit younger at the point. You know, I said, I don't, like, she's being an asshole. I'm going to kill her. Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't do that to your kids. I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. You know? And uh, and I end up shooting her. And I told my dad, I was like, yeah, I shot a doe. And he's like, 
it's the middle of November. We don't shoot a doe. Like, mm-hmm. you, you never know what would have showed up later on. I was like, well, I sat there for another hour and never seen another deer, you know. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know? uh, I think it was the opening week of muzzleloader, so I just, boom, just shot this deer. And uh, Dad's like, no, they'll they'll beat their kids away, you know, just to mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm, I'm ready to breed. Like, I'm yep. going in the heat. Get away from me so I can get bred by a buck. And I, mm-hmm. I never would have thought that, man. And then mm-hmm. – uh, and then, like yesterday, when I seen that mom and them two little ones, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to shoot this doe because it's got its two little ones. But on the other hand, like, this bitch is, it's a big doe. I'm like, yeah. man, could, like we could eat. You, good. you said she had two little ones. She had two little. Okay. ones. She had a button head and a doe. So she's an old doe. Yeah, yeah, she's old. She's a big one. Well, of course, like I'm like, all right, if I can turn around and get drawn on her, I'll kill her. Mm-hmm. I literally reached over, grabbed my bow. The two little ones done walked past me. This deer is, I'm kind of eye level with her because I'm off in a ditch. I grab my bow. I look back. She's fine. I just kind of start, you know, inching my way around the tree stand. I hunt out of these little bitty tree stands. Like, well, I mean, it's a called a lock on wind walker. It's a mm-hmm. tiny tree stand. It's tiny. You showed, yeah. you showed us it yeah. when you came back today. And exactly. I think I, I let Austin use one of them this evening. It's That's a, pretty sweet. It's it's yeah. It, it's just like an oversized saddle platform. It's, it'd be like the Novix Hilo if it was maybe even smaller. I was, than well, I was gonna say yeah. that if it was like probably what like twenty twenty five percent smaller. Yeah. Probably. It's 17 yeah, it's, it's inches It's almost long. like a saddle platform. It's tiny. Yeah, it's yeah. small. That's how I learned to hunt out of mm-hmm. them little bitty things in, in the mountains. It's nice to have because they're less than six pounds. Oh, yeah. You can't mm-hmm. even feel yeah. it on your pack. I no. know, and it's it's nice to have whenever you walk in the mountains, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I was just inching my way around, and, dude, I swear, I'm, I'm hit. I'm in a red oak, and there's leaves all around me, and I'm going, hey, man. I'm going to kill this bitch. I'm like, she's dead. I'm going to kill this bitch. I'm going to kill this bitch. She's dead. I got to, like, I go to full draw. She just looks at me. I mean, just picks me out. I'm like, there's no way she picked me out. And she blows about 25 times. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, and I'm kind of like Kip Campbell. You blow, you go. Mm -hmm. You're dead. But of course, when I get to full draw, she's, have run at this point and she's about 55 yards and a couple limbs in a way and man i'll and sell one yeah oh yeah. yeah 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 and i listen i'm not afraid to shoot a, a deer 55 yards mm-hmm. i mean i got a 60 yard pin i practice every day but man a deer on edge yeah and it's a marvelous the there's same. no point i mean i don't want to shoot her in you the said some twigs in the way so yeah, like, yeah yeah just yeah just a couple of limbs that man. on edge at 30 yards is the same as a deer not on edge at 65 yards there's no <laughs> doubt there's no doubt yeah. there's no doubt not just i mean i thought man i could possibly chance getting some camp meat or completely ruin this spot by shooting this deer in the gut Yep. Like running down the drainage that I was trying to hunt where this drop time deer is and probably going to run on the neighbors because I'm a gut shooter. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, there's no point in even trying it. So I yep. lit up. Well, she blows. And I'm a firm believer a deer blowing don't mess shit up. It doesn't no, mess anything no. up. I watched it, it tonight. Deer didn't even pick their heads up out of the brassicas mm-hmm. yeah. to look at him. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude. They blow at everything. I've seen I've seen deer blow at fucking squirrels. Squirrels, yeah. I've seen yeah. deer blow at Crows. raccoons. I've seen deer blow at skunks. Yeah. I've seen deer blow at skunks worse than I've ever seen them blow at like myself. Yeah, you know they 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 blow at all sorts of shit. 
So. Well, this this bitch is over here on the side of the ridge. She's just blowing like crazy. Well, it's getting prime time. Like, if a buck's going to show up, it's just like that. Almost, you can still see your sight pins, but you can't see a long ways. Yeah. I hear stick breaking. I look, and I see a rack, and I'm like, uh Please tell me the first time I'm sitting in Iowa, here comes a shooter. Well, in North Carolina, this deer right here would have <laughs> died as soon as I seen him. Yeah. Uh, he come down this drainage. He was a low to mid-140s 10-pointer. And a deer, he comes in grunting like crazy. And I'm going, boys, I'm too redneck for this shit. I don't like this. <laughs> like I, like I, I want to shoot it so like, bad. Damn, I love this place, but I have... 16 days to hunt. Yep. So the deer comes down the drainage, grunting like crazy. He sees the does. Well, here he comes down the creek bed, and I'm videoing him. I've got real good video of this deer. He's grunting like crazy. And I send it to all my buddies, and I'm like, I may have just fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know if I did or not. And it made me feel good whenever I come back to camp. Uh, that night and Austin's like damn that's a good pass I'm like yeah. okay right, okay when the, when, listen when the Lord tells me what to do that's, that <laughs> makes it even better you know if you yeah. had five days to hunt in Iowa it'd been like eh that's a pretty good deer yep. but you had some time hey yep. I'm still I, I'm th- I'm going to Walmart tomorrow I'm buying a cork board and I I, I texted him this uh, a while back and I was like I'm going to buy you a cork board and I'm going to say I'm going to put it up and it's going to say all the Lord's children and like be like pictures of success photos, you know, like anybody that stays here, it's all the Lord's there children, you, you know, yeah. I'm like, damn, this right here, man, damn good idea. I, I swear I'm going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> um, but, uh, I saw that deer, man. And I just, I, I was like, what is Iowa about? You know, I mean, not, I'm not some great deer hunter, but I must be in a, a, a good, I think good you're spot. doing pretty well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so this morning, like I woke up, and, you know, I had a few beers last night, maybe one too many. And I was like, uh-huh. I kind of don't know what I want to do. Yeah. So I start driving down the road. And I was like, I'm going to go back to the farm. Same place I sat. It's just a great place for the rut. There's like 10 mm-hmm. trails going within 30 yards of my truck stand. You saw some big sign there too. Yeah, there's some huge cedars just rubbed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know that some of them had to be one of the two shooters I'm going to drop time or the split route mm-hmm. here. And uh, had another split brow deer there. It's low 170s, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. And But just something told me there's a different place that's right behind the guy that owns that property right behind his house. I saw some big bucks on there, too. Like, I mean, there was eight or ten scrapes within 50 yards, and there was some trees in there horned like the size of light poles. And I went, maybe I need to just go sit here and just go try it. Mm-hmm. So... I just, as I'm, I mean, I'm within 10 minutes and I go, I'm just going to call a Hail Mary here and call Audible and I'm just going to pull over here and hunt behind the guy that lets me hunt his house. Yeah. Pull in, get all my shit ready and I start walking out in the field and I get 50 yards of my tree stand, my phone vibrates. I'm like, well, I've got four cameras up here right now. Like what's the chances? And I look and it happens to be the camera that I set out on a scrape just right below the stand that I was getting ready to sit in. Mm-hmm. Look, big buck. And I went, shit. So shit. I, <laughs> I said, shit. <laughs> like, I, like this deer is, like, I can't believe he can't see me at this point. Mm-hmm. So I sit down in the field. 
I just sit there for like 20 minutes. Let the camera just, it, it took four pictures of him, big 10 pointer, you know, hundred upper 40s, low 150s. Not a deer that I'm really here to shoot, but mm-hmm. good second week buck, you know. I'd oh, shoot yeah. him in a second, you know, mm-hmm. second week, yeah. you know. And I go get in the tree. And so I set up, and I'm in there good time, 30 minutes before daylight. And, like, I get everything. I'm not sweating my ass off. I actually sitting down there kept me from probably freezing my ass off this morning <laughs> right. because, like, yeah. I started sweating, you know. But um, as it started getting daylight, I start hearing turkeys. And mm-hmm. I'm, I look up, and there's, like, 15 turkeys roosted dead above me. Son of a bitch. Dude, and I'm so pissed off. I'm like, fuck, I know they see me because they're putting like crazy. So as it got daylight, they're all putting. They see me kind of moving, whatever. I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to scare them off. So I grabbed my rattling horns. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, if I'm going to scare them off, at least I'm going to scare them off and possibly have a, the 1% chance of rattling in a shoot. Right. Well, and it's like, Whenever you want to, whenever you're intentionally trying to scare off wildlife in order to do something like whether you're trying to leave your stand and yeah, fuck get yeah, out of your truck yeah. or anything like that, it's like you want to do it in the most natural way possible. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. So like, like if there's deer out in the field and you need to walk through that field to get to your truck, then it's like you, some guys will fucking coyote up at them mm-hmm. until they move on because it's like yeah. well, they, they hear that shit all the time. So you want to be as natural as possible. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the reason why I was like, man, I'm going to grab these rattling horns. I mean, it's the time of year. I mean, you want to rattle anyway. Now, obviously, I don't want to rattle like right at daylight. I want it to be all calm and cool, collective. But I was like, fuck it. There's a big-ass river bottom. I mean, it's like only a quarter of it's my permission land. But, I mean, I couldn't shoot that far anyway. So I grabbed the rattling horns, and I start banging them together. And... It took about five minutes of me rattling to get all the turkeys to leave. So, <laughs> like, I was pissed. I'm like, my arms are getting tired, man. Like, I'm not conditioned to rattle like it's not like, like, and like, I went from banging the shit out of them to kind of tickling them to grinding the horns together to banging the shit out of them again. I said, fuck this. So, I hung the horns back up and then. Four of them just flew out. A couple long beards, man. Well, oh, a couple yeah. of good ones, man. Like 2025, 20, I'm coming up here turkey hunting. There I you promise go. you that. Yep. So, sat there, what, in two minutes after all them birds fly. I hear, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. You know, like, like, that's a deer snort wheezed, and he ain't far. And I'll look. And it's he a, snort wheezed at me? Yeah, hell yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I love this shit, you know? So, I grab my binoculars, and I look, and he's a, Mid 130s eight pointer, just a beautiful, beautiful eight pointer. Just a deer mm-hmm. I would die to kill at home. I mean, he's 45 yards, could have smoked his ass, you mm-hmm. know. He goes on, and uh, I'm sitting there, hadn't seen another deer for probably, I don't know, say 30, 35 minutes. I'm like, I'm just going to grunt time two. And I'm not usually big on blind grunting. I yeah. will rattle. I'll blind, like I'll blind rattle, but I'm yeah. just not big on blind grunting. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's right to me. But I'll, I'll blind grunt, but it's like I'm only really doing like I'll do like tending grunts. Yeah, but I'm right. sitting there. If I'm sitting there, honestly, it's like 
if I had to be honest with you, it's not even really to bring deer in. It's mostly out of boredom. I'm sitting yeah. there I'm like, I'm like, this yeah. shit fucking sucks. I'm like, burp, burp, like burp, burp, In the morning burp, time, burp. you don't want to die. Damn, that sounds good. I'm going to do it one oh, more time. Yeah, one more time. Let me just give, give him one more time. Like, I'm fucking bored. And I'm doing fucking, you know, beatboxing my grunt tube. You know, like. Hey, hey, listen. Morning, what's the worst going to happen? Well, at least morning hunting is not as bad as evening hunting. Because in no, yeah. the evening yep. hunting, you like you, you wait for that last yes. hour. At least you're in that first hour. You know, yep. I'm watching TikTok. I'm watching whatever I can in the evening yep. times. But in the morning times, I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to stand here the entire time and figure out what happened. So yeah, the, the evening hunts they sneak up on you when you're fucking fucking off on your phone. Like, Why do you, you think I didn't kill that doe this yeah. yesterday? Then, you, you, know? came out, you came out way too early. You should have been. 30 minutes later, you know, yeah, I've been yeah. paying attention. <laughs> I, may or, I may or may not have been watching TikToks whenever yeah. I heard the stick break and there was two little ones under me. And I'm like, oh, yep, shit. Yep. But um, <laughs> but uh, I, I did a couple blind grunts there, and, and it was a couple minutes later. I was looking down the hill, a couple fox, fox squirrels, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're squirrels. <clears throat> they sound like 350-pound whitetails, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just turn around and look, and there's a big nine-pointer standing there. And I went, ooh. I said, hmm. bitch. Yeah, I'm like, this may or may not be a shooter. Mm-hmm. Well, he walks off this hill, comes down, and he starts working this scrape. And I'm going, hmm, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, nope, first morning, I'm not even going to grab my bow. I said, if how I grab close, my, How close was he? 25 yards. So, uh, yeah, he's 25 yards, probably 150-inch nine-pointer. And there wasn't a breath of wind this morning. Isn't it crazy no. how they can just, like, sneak in on you? No. Fuck. It's crazy. None. There's a, so the neighbors, so when, when the deer came in, the neighbors have a motorcycle track. And this deer was walking a down that, yeah. a motorcycle track, like a dirt bike track. Oh. Yeah, I thought, sorry. I thought you sorry. said. No, they didn't have your, a your accent, dirt. No, Your sorry. accident was like, I was like, I thought you said mud recycle track. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> a motorcycle track. Yeah, yeah. yeah a a mo- mo- uh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, motorcycle track. A dirt bike track. There you go. So, you. so yep. they had a dirt bike track there, and the deer walked down that. So I'm guessing yeah. that's why I didn't hear him at all. Oh, I just yeah, turned okay. around, and he's they, 30 yards. Were they dirt biking around? No, no, oh. no, no, no. There just happens to be a track right there. The okay, gotcha. have, so right? there's no leaves and sticks and shit. And it's like Not silence. shit. Yeah. I just turn and look, and there's a 150-inch deer 30 yards, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I, this has happened to me like twice in my life. And so <laughs> he comes down the scrape, and I'm like, if I grab my bow, I'll kill him. Mm-hmm. So I didn't grab my bow. And so you didn't grab I didn't bow. grab yeah, my bow because yeah. I'm like, man, if I grab my bow, I'm gonna, well, I won't kill yeah. him. I'm going to shoot at him, you know, at that point. So, because yeah. I'm good at shooting a deer. Yeah. Real, real quick. So like, that's what happened when I, when I hunted uh, Austin's Sheridan farm was that this deer came in and I was like, I don't know. I kind of him hot around and he came in closer and closer and closer and he kind of cut it in. I'm like, maybe I just need to see him through my peep sight. <laughs> that's right. That's I like to play that game. So, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna draw back just to be ready, just in case he's big enough. Yeah. Yeah. If you draw back, you ain't letting up unless no. you're pulling the trigger. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah that's, that's, that's a that's hard thing to do. Yeah, that's what I mean. I got a full draw, and I looked up through my peep sight. I'm like, I don't know. And then he fucking took off the opposite way, and he smelt my wind. And I'm like, well, he can't live now. So no. I shot him. He yeah. smelt me. It's your fault. He smelled yeah. me. 
I, if you blow, you, you go. You smelt man. it, you, you dealt blow, it. You blow, you go, <laughs> dude. You, know, you so. smelt it, I dealt it. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thought process, process on it. So that was smart of you to be like, yeah. I'm just not going to grab, grab my, my bow. Because yeah, he's going to let me get drawn, and then he's going to die. Well, and see, I'm gonna, and I'm, and I might I'm, be sad. Oh, so. dude, yeah. Well, see, my thing is, like, I've waited six years for this tag. Like, yes. Is this a deer that I'm going to be super jacked with? You know, and right. I'm like, Absolutely, I'm gonna be pumped about this deer, and I'm going, man. I've got a lot of big deer on camera to be shooting a deer. Yep. That, yeah, I know they say, don't let something go on the first day that you would shoot on the last day. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a believer. In that. I don't believe that. Either. I don't believe that either. No. Like because I, I, I am, I'm, I'm going home with a deer. Yeah. No yeah. matter what, happens. my standards are going to go down the longer that I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Every other day, my standard drops by two or three inches. You know. <laughs> yeah. like, but uh, I watched I, him. I'm I'm like that to an extent, but not so much. Like if I if I was in your position where I didn't live in Iowa and I was looking forward to hunting Iowa. And mm-hmm. I took two weeks off of work, mm-hmm. and the first day I seen a fucking one fifty nine point sitting out there. I probably would have been the same way. I'm like, nah, it's the first night, yeah. the first fucking morning, first morning, first morning of my first two minutes. week vacation to Iowa. Yeah, like I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I agree. Yeah. yeah, that was a good decision. I mean, it's like first thirty minutes. I mean, I've done let a mid one forties ten go the evening before. Yep. Then I see a mid one thirties eight pointer, and then here's this nine pointer. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I've seen eight deer in Iowa, mm-hmm. and three of them's been good ones to me. And those weren't even ones that you had, like, on your I, camera that you're targeting or nothing. So it's like, none of them. Yeah, there's, so, they're all surprise bus. Exactly. So so I watch him, and he finally turns around and goes back up the, the, the motorcycle track. There so, yeah. so he goes up the dirt bike <laughs> track, So and, and he walks off. Well, five minutes later, I see a doe come running through. Well, he starts chasing a doe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. I'm going to get this on video. <clears throat> well, as I'm pulling my phone out, I hear it walking down a field edge. And I look and through the cedars, and I see a fork back time. Mm-hmm. And I went, huh. I said, that looks like a, a, a pretty good buck right there. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, I'm going to grab my bow because I can't see this deer good. And he's 30 yards. Yeah. You know, I was yeah, like, just, just in case, you know, like. All you I, saw was a fork. All I saw was a mm-hmm. fork back time. And when he steps out, I look at him. I'm like, okay, that's a better deer. Yeah. But he was just so, he was huge bodied. So I'm like, I was literally the victim of a, a body made a deer look. His horns didn't look as big. Yep. So this deer comes to 20 yards and I'm holding my bow and I'm going, I don't know if I'm going to shoot this deer or not. Like, I, I really don't think I'm going to shoot this deer. Because well, when, you, when you're looking at, like, when you're looking at the antlers, you're trying to compare to the rest of its body and exactly, see how big the exactly. fucking antlers are and everything yeah. else. So, And this deer is, like, gigantic body. Yeah. I mean, just a deer like I'd never seen before. I He's mean, a I fucking a, tank. Yeah, I killed a 275-pound deer in Ohio last year, and it looks like this deer's going to swamp that one, you know? Mm-hmm. And the deer makes a scrape, rubs them legs together, and I'm going, I fucking love this state. You know, I'm like, <laughs> like, it's the best state I've ever been to in my life. Well, the deer, I'm like, well, he's going to come right down this road bed. He's going to walk right by me, and I'm going to get a really good look at him. Yep. That didn't happen at all. The deer mm-hmm. turned around and started walking away. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. So He's nice. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's a fun. pretty good deer. You know, I may shoot this deer. So he turned around and starts walking off. 
and I let him get going. And I think, in my opinion, this is where a lot of people mess up. As soon as a deer turns to walk away, they'll grab a grunt call and start grunting right then, mm-hmm. and they'll snort wheeze right then. I don't like doing that because mm-hmm. they could just turn their head and see you. You know, they, well, those deer can pinpoint you. Yeah, well, you, you also got to think of, like, that deer is just there. But like literally, he's, he's right there. He's yards. like, he, he's not, if you turn, if you immediately snort wheeze or grunt at him, he's going to be like, I just looked no, off and I was, I was literally just shit. there. So, like, no, fuck you, dude. So the deer, like, turns and walks off. So I'm watching him, and I let him get to about 50 yards, and he completely disappears behind a cedar. Mm-hmm. And I go, <laughs> <laughs> and that you deer, went full storm, yeah, dude, Scotty. I dag him, <laughs> hitter, Scotty Strong. Yeah. I'm telling you, that deer. I have. I will say this in my life. I have called a couple deer in. There's no doubt that deer turned around made a scrape and started walking back in sideways. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay. Oh shit. I was like, this is happening. You know, this, <laughs> this, this is, this is about to happen, you know? Yep. Well, he starts coming in, he gets 20 yards, comes right where he made that scrape and he didn't stop. I said, okay. So I drew back. Well, the deer keeps walking and I'm like, all right, I got my pin on him, but it's too thick. It was mm-hmm. a bunch of little bitty twigs. It wasn't real thick. Just the tree I'm sitting in had a ton of little twigs on it, hanging mm-hmm. off of it. And he starts coming, and I'm going, oh, shit. And when I drop my bow down, my, my bottom of my limb gets hung on a small limb. I'm like, fuck, man. I said, I got to get this thing off the limb. <laughs> so I just pull my bow completely left of the limb, let it twang, and I'm going, I'm hoping this deer don't see uh-huh. this, you know, because I'm all to hell, you know, what's going on here. <laughs> the deer gets to four steps. He's four yards the bottom of my tree, and I see that fork back tine, and I see a, a point coming off the base. And I went, he's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So I shoot, and I fucking smoke his ass, man. He runs off the hill. I watch him start, and we call it digging taters. You know, yeah. he just starts. He's just digging down. His shoulders, his chest <laughs> like is in that. the dirt. Digging taters. Yeah, he's digging taters, man. His chest is in the dirt, and I watch him just cut a flip. And there's no excitement. My heart ain't thumping. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? You know, it's my first morning in yeah. Iowa, and I just shot a buck like. Just can't, I want to experience really Iowa, yeah. you know, like I want to experience like what Iowa has to offer and I'm done. Mm-hmm. I hope this deer is as big as what I think he is. Mm-hmm. And then the leg shake started happening. You yep. know, I just started, I'm like, okay, I think this deer is pretty big. <laughs> so I call Austin. I called my, well, first thing I called my wife. She didn't answer. I was pissed about that. <laughs> <laughs> I called my dad next. She didn't answer or he didn't answer. I was pissed about that too. I'm like, who the fuck is going to answer my phone call? Then I called my buddy Petey. He answered. I'm like, Dude, I just killed the biggest buck of my life. And he said, man, that's great. I got a 145-inch eight-pointer in front of me. I got to go. And hangs up. And I'm like, what the fuck, Sick. man? Like, <laughs> I call Austin. Austin don't answer. And I'm like, what the fuck? I had is- deer all around. Yeah. yeah. I'm like. Well, it's funny. It's funny because, like, Austin texted me. He's like, I just missed a call from Jordan. Dot, 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 dot. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, who the fuck, like, is going to answer my phone call? And so I get a text from Doug. So I just... FaceTime Doug, and I'm like, I just shot the biggest buck of my life, I think, you know. So I climbed down, I walked down, and I swear the body was so big, mm-hmm. I completely misjudged how big this deer was. Yeah. So 
I'll get down there. I'm FaceTiming Doug. I FaceTime Lee. I FaceTime. Finally, my wife calls me back. Then my dad calls me back. And then I text Austin. And then you cussed me out because I hadn't called you yet. <laughs> well, like, so the thing is, like, you're, you're calling all these, other, all, these, all these other bozos that aren't even in hunt camp with you. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you fucking save all the dudes that are in hunt camp with you for the... For the end, like, I'm like, well, you're like, going to see the, f- the deer. Like, what the you're fuck is see the deer? What the fuck is Doug going to do for you? He can help you drag <laughs> nothing out. He's in fucking somewhere. In, where the fuck yeah. he's at? Fucking, yeah. I don't know. Hey, hey, well, you know, the Lexus in Wisconsin. Hey, well, it hey, don't matter. I, like, he ain't he ain't here, dude. Well, he ain't here to help you. Hey, I can tell. You. I can tell. Kurt had deer in front of him because I Facetime Kurt. Kurt answered. He's like, "Dude, I'm fucking pumped for you." All right, man. I'll call you later. Have a good yeah, one. And yeah. just hung up. And I'm like, "Well, he must have deer Sick, around him." Yeah. Like and everybody then, was in the same boat this morning. It was yeah. like prime time. Every, Not I, me, know, I'm like, I felt bad, but I didn't. I didn't uh, see. I didn't see a single living creature besides a fucking horse. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I seen Jacob. a horse. I'm sorry. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on, dude?" <laughs> like, like Jordan ain't fucking answer my text. He's a fucking dick. <laughs> I guess he doesn't. He's just fucking in big buck fucking territory now. He doesn't want nothing to do with the old little old Jake. No, <laughs> hey, just, hey, listen, listen. Just, I so I I, I looked at him good. and I, I started he's, counting. I'm like, holy shit! Like this deer's bigger than what I think. I thought I just shot a mid fifties, upper fifties yeah. deer, and, and uh, I start calling him like at least like that deer's definitely mid sixties easy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you think so? And then I send a picture to Austin. Austin's like, yeah, that's a big deer. And then I start, okay. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up because I've, I've done that before. Like, man, I just shot a 140-inch deer and he's 133. You know, yeah, like, right. you know, um, or I shot a 160 and he's 157. You know, mm-hmm. like, I hate scoring deer. I really do because I really think it can hurt your feelings more than it can help your feelings. Well, it's but, always yeah. fun when it goes the other way. When you walk up and they're 10 or 15 inches bigger yeah. than what you think. I didn't expect. I really thought that I just shot a, a mainframe eight-pointer and then had a split back time with a little kicker off yep. the base. I didn't expect him to have – he's actually 15 scorable points. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, had a uh, bunch of stuff at his bases, off his uh, brow tines. And yeah. A bunch of having, stuff that you probably couldn't see in the heat of the moment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no way. So – the farmer come. I called the farmer and like, hey dude, like get your ass down here. He's like, there's no fucking way. You're already done. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> so him and his whole family comes down, and I got pictures with the farmer and stuff, and we we get it back here, and and I had to pull the redneck man. I had to have the deer positioned to way whenever you pulled back into the cabin you could see it from a long <laughs> oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and here comes Jacob with his fucking hand out the window. I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And I'm like, hey man. uh Austin said, you know, he's upper 60s. He might push 170. And I went, well, we got to put tape on him if you think he's that mm-hmm. big. Like, I want to put tape on him, you know, because I, I remember. Yeah, after I come up and looked at him, I'm like, that deer's uh, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm well, like. Because, like, initially, like, when you first look, like you, like you just said, it's like, when you first look at him, you're like, okay, he's a big fucking heavy, heavy antlered yeah, Buck. his left side is real tall with a big mm-hmm. bladed two, and then yeah. his right side's a little shorter, but it's got that great big split, yeah. yep. split uh, two on the right side. Yeah. And then his bases are all trashed up and like bladed and gnarly looking. And yeah, he's got like five or six points at his brow time bases. Yeah. chocolate rack, heavy mm-hmm. mass, just old. He end up having yeah. well, yep, he end yep. up having thirteen inches of abnormal points. Yep. So, mm-hmm. and he was uh, end up being. Uh, 170 exactly. Yep. 170 and yep. 08. So, you know, my first booner. He's you big know, as fuck. I'm, I'm, 
I'm in Allen, Iowan. You know, I've killed a booner. You yeah, know, I, right. And you know, I thought that I've actually been. I, I've actually. I'm born and raised in Iowa. Yeah, I, I ain't never killed a 170. So well, they don't come around, you know. man. Yeah. That's <laughs> fine. Even in Iowa, like, yeah, you see all these big deer dying, but when you actually sit down and like think about the number of booners that get killed per the number of hunters, mm-hmm. you don't see very many of them. Yeah. It's a. It's it's. It's a, it, it takes time and it takes fucking, I guess, I don't know. It, it, it just, it really takes time to fucking build that age class of deer. Cause it, like, not every deer is going to, even if they get to six years old, they're not, not every deer, not every buck's going to be at 170. Right. For no. 180. You know, they're going to be, you know, generally for the most part, you're going to have a lot of fucking five or six year old, seven year old bucks that are top out at 135 yeah, see a lot of 130s yeah. and 140s. You know? yeah. so it takes a lot of time and effort and a lot of a lot of management in order to get that upper age class buck plus the fucking genetics to get them to that 170 yeah. plus range well, last year i killed a 123 inch nine pointer in ohio ohio is known for big deer i mean went yeah. lives yep. there he kills giant deer yeah. a seven and a half year old deer is 123 yep yep I yep. mean, it's just a giant deer, and that's and you have to kill them bucks. You got to you got to kill them yeah. if you, if you want to get bigger. That's as much of a bigger trophy. bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. That's as for much sure. Of a you can never feel bad for shooting an old deer. No. No. Nope. And that's and I think that this deer, you know, uh, well, here's something that was pretty cool. When I, we were down there, the the farmer brought the side by side down. Well, he brought the neighbors down, and when he brought them down, he's like, "Oh shit, we we found the deer, that deer sheds two years ago." Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no shit, really? When we were going back out, he's like, stop right here. Went in the house, grabbed the sheds, and handed me the shed from that deer. That's bad. I'm like, no shit, dude. Thank yeah. you, man. I was like, well, I, uh-huh. I appreciate it, and you can tell it's no doubt the same he's deer started that bladed, bladed, got the bladed too yeah. on yeah. the left side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that was pretty cool, man. And I was I was very fortunate, you know, to to know the people that put me, you know, obviously it's, it's not a guided hunt. It's not an outfitter. I'm not hunting public land. I just got to, I was at the right place at the right time to meet the right people mm-hmm. at, the, at the right time. And, you know, just being nice to somebody put me in a situation to where I was yeah, able absolutely. to kill the biggest deer in my life, you know. Well, and you've took a lot of your hunting experience from out east and brought it back here to the Midwest and applied it, and mm-hmm. it took you a day to figure yeah. it out. Like, yeah. you had your trail cameras going, you had all these big deer picked up. Like, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. You mm-hmm. timed it right, and everything worked out. You had the right weather, and big boy was there. So it's just about, I've always said this. I mean, if you're a firm believer in luck, what's, what's the definition of luck when preparation meets opportunity. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, exactly. you ain't, if you're not prepared and the opportunity comes, uh, there's no telling what happens, but if you want to make your own luck when preparation meets opportunity, that's mm-hmm. what I've always, that's, and I was pretty, well, I was, I was prepared. It just, I didn't expect it to happen. You know, the first morning yeah, of my right. I thought, Hey man, I'm gonna hunt a week, and I'm gonna probably shoot a lesser deer than when I thought. Cause that's usually what happens. I let good mm-hmm. deer go, and then, hey, you know, ten days later, my wife's calling me like, "Hey, can you please come home? The kids are sick, or they're pissing me off." You know, and I'm like, <laughs> "All right, I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot one." This I'm, 140 looks good. Yeah, no man, man, yeah, that, fucking take it. Yeah, like, man, I wish I just went ahead and shot one of those deer. But I'll tell you this: so we've got a big deer in Ohio. I've got two weeks left, so mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to Ohio now. 
See, that's the kind of thing that I've noticed, especially down here, like just the, with the hunting pressure that we've had on the public lands down here. It's like, dude, it'd be, I've seen sign. Like I've gone out there and I've found sign and everything else. But like when you set up on it, it seems like at least two or three other people have found that same sign and set up on it and scared all the fucking deer off. So they're not coming back to it. And also where it's like on public, it's like you fucking find deer in such weird places. Like I found all those, a pile of deer in this random marsh that had no sign on it, but there's a fucking bunch of deer in there. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's so weird. <laughs> like I, I, I want to be able, like it's, it's nice to be able to hunt spots where if you find sign, you can fucking hunt it and deer are going to do mm-hmm. what deer need to do. But at the same time, it's like, you know, fucking coming all the way from, you know, North Carolina mm-hmm. and coming up here in a random spot that you've never seen. You've never seen no, spot, I, right? No, I, I flew up, here, in, I flew up okay. here in March and shed hunted it. Gotcha, but it's like, okay. but literally just like, I walked March on the ridge and I was like, yeah, this looks pretty good, you yeah. know, maybe for the rut. Cause March it's a, and November are completely different times. Like, it's oh, there's completely no fucking doubt. different. It's, you know, it's like, like, I think, I'm... I know Mark Mark Jury says scout more than you hunt, but I yeah. I hunt while I scout or I scout well, or hunt, yeah, you know. Sure. And but when you're scouting in March, April, then mm-hmm. even August, in my opinion, that shit don't matter when it comes to the rut, unless you right. find the does. If you're well, finding the does, then that's a little different. I will say this: it definitely does matter on public because if you oh, scout, yeah, I can see that because my I think my biggest issue with me being down here that I've learned and I'm going to fucking put this in the old brain bank is that I do need to scout more than hunt. I should have I should have been scouting the first three days, yeah, and hunting the last two. Rather than I, I hunted the last, the first three days and now I'm scouting and finding deer and finding where I need to be. But now I'm, I might be too fucking late. I don't know. Well, think about we the don't, guys we, we, don't, we don't know yet, but this is one of those things where like, I should have been Wednesday. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been hunting. I shouldn't have went and sat anywhere. I should have been fucking pushing through, making marks, making point, like drawing points out and fucking plotting the map. I should have been out there scouting, 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 finding deer, not just deer sign, I shouldn't have been focused. I was focused so hard on where deer were at rather mm-hmm. than where deer are at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I'm sitting there looking at the sign. I'm like, this fucking sign looks pretty good. Like, there's good rubs out here. There's good scrapes out here. The scrapes look look fairly fresh, but you can only gauge a gauge of a scrape. You yeah. know, yeah. Like, it's it's kind of hard. Paw, to, it's a paw print. It like, was that not, a spike that made that? Well, was that a, or was, was that it a, a human? Yeah. 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 Or was it a human? Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't fucking know. Like, I. I I've seen pretty good fucking mock scrapes. Yeah. You know, like you don't, I don't know. So you set up on a scrape line and you're like, fuck it. Feel it should, it should be deer should be coming in, but you don't, you don't see a deer. You don't fucking see any squirrels. You don't see shit. It's like, I should have been scouting where deer are currently at rather than where deer were at. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm saying. It's like where Mark yeah. saying like scout morning hunt. Absolutely. Like it does I make sense in a, of, I, in a lot now, of, in a lot of aspects. Home, at home for me, yeah. I scout hunt. That's, that little bitty stand, I just put the stand on my back and I take off yeah. and I scout and hunt. Yep. Up here, I can see where you don't have the humongous amount of timber that I have at home. Right. You better scout way more than you hunt because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to just be hunting a lot of dead area. Just because mm-hmm. you're in Iowa doesn't mean that there's big bucks running around no. everywhere. Yeah. No, it and, doesn't. And, I mean, you think about the buddies that were with me here in the camp. They spent, I think they walked a total of 12 miles apiece. 
yesterday, scouting. Mm-hmm. Well, they hunted this morning, and they each seen a good buck this morning. One of them right. seen a, a, what would have normally been a shooter, but it just wasn't quite what they wanted to kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mid-140s eight-pointer. You saw the video. It's a good deer. I'm yep. surprised he let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good deer, especially your public land. Public, yep. Oh yeah. Well, and the thing, the thing of public, the whole public versus like I don't want to say versus the difference between public and private. It's like when you're hunting private land. I really do think that deer are <clears throat> a lot more receptive to pressure. Like they'll if they're in an area where they're used to not seeing humans at all. You, they start seeing humans They're run not around. Scared by pressure, is that what you're trying to say? No, I think private private land deer are more susceptible to pressure because they're not used oh, to seeing okay, pressure. Like that's public public land deer, they fucking see pressure and they just slowly start moving away from the parking lots. They start corralling themselves in little areas, but they'll go back to their normal routine a lot quicker. I feel like than private land deer. That if you if you go on private land. And you go out there and you're fucking willy-nilly, your wind blowing into bedding areas and fucking doing what you need to do. They're going to catch on quick and be like, we're just going to vacate the premises because this is not normal. Yeah. And public land, they're like, this is what we live with. It's, That's fair. We, we, we see people all the time. Yeah, people, people shit, come walking turkey, through hunting. here. They, see people, they see people all the fucking time. They're like, if I bound over here and sit there for a day or two, I can come back and it'll be fine. Like, I think private land deer are much more timid. And public land deer are much more, like, they're they're like, this is what I'm used to. This is where I live. I grew up, I I was born here. I grew up here. Like, I I see people all the time. We just bound, we go over here for a little bit, and then we can come back. And we go over here for a little bit, and then we come back. Like, private land deer just seem a lot more susceptible to pressure, I feel like. So you have to hunt private land way more conservatively, like, me being a, yeah, me hunting public land, I'm like, I'm going to run through this fucking public and burn through the 80% of bullshit and 80% of humans hunting yeah. wherever the fuck they're hunting at. I'm going to burn through there and until I bump deer, and then I'm going to hunt it. Yeah, no, I think that's a great tactic on public. I mean, you got, because everybody else is being aggressive too, so yeah. you might as well get in there and find the sign and find the deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do that on your private farm, especially if it's a smaller piece, you might screw yourself before you even get going. So yep. definitely two different tactics there, depending on where you're hunting at. It really is. Yep. That's that's I can agree with that because you know I I got aggressive this evening or this morning. Sorry, mm-hmm. I got aggressive this morning, and it's like I'm gonna go where I saw all this buck sign mm-hmm. and just see what happens. And yep. and like yesterday evening, I was gonna go sit in a field and yep. just go. See what comes out. I yep. would have saw the exact same deer, but it I wouldn't have been able to shoot them. Yeah, yep. and and I I remember texting Austin. Austin's like, man, I can't believe that you have the patience. And I was like, and I texted him a little bit about an hour and a half later. I went, I don't have the patience. I had to get in here right where I found all that buck sign, <laughs> oh, and, and I could have killed a good buck. November third you know? and November fourth. I mean that it's time to get in there and get with them. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, man, I it's it's, it's the first evening of a 16 day trip. You know, like. How aggressive do you want to be? But then again, you look at it. I'm a firm believer. The very first sit is the best oh, sit. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, and Absolutely. there's no pressure being in there. The yeah. first yep. time you're in the woods is the best time to get the biggest deer out there. They're not so, looking up yet. Exactly. You know? I mean, I had deer yesterday evening literally walk right under me. I had a Boone and Crockett deer four steps on the mm-hmm. bottom of my tree, and I'm off the side of the hill, so... 
it's not like I was 30 foot above him. I was 10 foot above mm-hmm. this deer and never looked up. But if I'd sat there three or four times and scared deer all the time, that deer might have spotted me from right. the field 40, 50 yards away, yep. and I'd never had an opportunity at him. So getting a, getting aggressive early, don't don't be afraid because it's the right. rut. If the sign's there, the deer are there, and mm. it's the right time, it's yeah. time to make your move. Well, if this gives you any inclination, the nine-pointer I let go, he saw me. He ended up seeing me. As whenever he was leaving, just something happened. The deer turned around and saw me, mm-hmm. and he trotted off, tail up, and I'm like, well, I don't have any opportunities that deer anymore. Five minutes later, he was chasing the doe 25 <laughs> yards by me. Yeah. Like, it's that time of year to where go. Like, yeah, if you scare a deer, don't, be, don't, don't yeah. worry about scaring a deer. Just yep. go and kill the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Get in there and try to shoot him. Yeah, that's one or the other two or three that you don't even know about that's running around in there. Mm-hmm. I had no, which I had a picture of the deer I killed and didn't even know that was him. And I swear he looked like a 145 yep. inch deer on camera. Underestimated him a little bit. Yeah. And, and I looked he, at the picture and I agreed. I mean, he looked like a 150s type deer in the picture, but. He did not look. He but didn't you, look you, 170. Like you, like you said, he's a 100, maybe low 160s frame, but he's got so much other. Stuff yeah. going yeah. on, that mid, you can't mid to see. upper fifties frame with thirteen inches yeah. of trash on him. Yeah, yeah he's got the a lot shit of that shit you can't him. see until you walk up on him. You yep. Know? Yeah, that's. I, I mean, that was a. It was kind of a shock to me. So yeah. just getting in there and getting aggressive and and just trying it, man. Just don't be afraid to scare something. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, don't be afraid to scare a deer because it's the rut. Well, you could run well, a booner off, yeah. and then five minutes later he comes chase a doe. Good. If, if the weather's right and it's the right time of year, it's time to get in the spot like but, get into the spot mm-hmm. that's what we we're kind of saying about like the public and private kind of deal because you guys are both hunting private and i'm hunting public but it's like where if it's that time to strike then strike mm-hmm. but if it's not that time to strike then on private land especially it's like time to back off mm-hmm. you know like time to back off let the deer let the deer come back and get back to normal before i fucking go in there and strike again on public it's like the complete opposite it's like every time you go out yeah, there it's, it's time, just time to strike <laughs> which i, I don't like, give a fuck if it's 70 degrees or 30 degrees yeah. it's like i'm going deep and i'm going hard because like you never know what the fuck's gonna happen if you mess it up you go to the next piece exactly well exactly. so my thing is with like that sh- strike hard strike fast you know old cobra, cobra kai, kai. Old yeah. Cobra kai. yeah absolutely <laughs> it's with public if you just jump in there and you run the deer off, you have so much more property yes. that you can go after that. You run mm-hmm. that deer north, go north mm-hmm. and well, try to find him. And then, but yep. like where I'm at, I mean, I'm on a, where I killed that deer was on a 37 acre piece. Mm-hmm. If I run that deer off that 37 acre piece, there you go. There's nothing else See I can later. do. Like, yeah. Nobody yep. will let you hunt around that 37 acre right. piece. Yep. On the other farm, it's 70 acres. Other people hunt around it. Like yeah. I said, two totally different tactics. Two totally different tactics. Yeah. And, like, if you're hunting a bigger piece of public, like, the deer are just going to naturally move away from the outskirts and more into the center. Because, like, the outskirts are where the, the, all the parking areas are at. So, that's where the pressure starts. Yeah. So, the deer start seeing that pressure, and they're going to move either completely out and into the private, or they're going to move closer into the center and away from the parking lots where people aren't at. So, yeah, you're right. It's like, if you fucking bump a deer out yeah. of the middle... And it bounds off over here. It's like, he might still be on public. So keep chasing him around yeah, until you fucking get him. But then until he, or he eventually gets on a private and fucking realizes that's better, you know. But he's like, 
it's like you can afford to be more aggressive because generally when you are talking about public land, Mm -hmm. generally the state does buy pretty large chunks. Like you're talking a couple hundred acres at least, two or maybe a couple thousand acres. You you call me crazy, but I don't think public's is pressured near as hard as private. Because Mm -hmm. private land, people are on the private land all the time. You've got kids riding four-wheelers. You've got... You got families out there picnicking. You've got guys like us just out there in the woods mm-hmm. all the time. Public land, you've only got they're either out there just shed hunting or they're deer hunting. It depends. Or it all it all it all depends. It I think depends some the, some the, pieces get pressured hard, pressured just as hard on private as they do public. Yes so. and no, but the thing is, like white-tailed deer are are smart. Like we all know this. Like, oh, absolutely. They they pattern humans. That's why we still do it. Yeah, That's right. Why we yeah. hunt. They're smart as fucking. What's cool about the thing that I love about white-tailed deer that is so cool, that's so distinctive and different than any, all the other animals besides maybe turkeys, is the fact that they they pattern humans just as much as hunters pattern them. Oh, like they fucking look at like mm-hmm. you, like you said, like you fucking are you have kids running around their house and doing their thing. Deer will literally sit sit back in the fucking skirts and watch. Like, they won't move those watch. Yeah. It's fun to kick them up every now and then yeah. just to see, like, where they're at and what they tolerate, like, how close yep. you can get to them. Yeah. I got 20 but, yards from deer today, mm-hmm. and they're just sitting tight before I bumped them up. It's like, man, how many do you walk past? A lot. They just watch you. Oh, absolutely. Know? A fucking lot. But that's the thing that's so cool about white-tailed deer is that they've learned to cohabitate with humans so oh, well. Mm-hmm. Elk and mule deer, in my opinion, I might get some hate for it but it's like they s- kind of suck where it's like they're <laughs> yeah. fucking pussies like mule deer they see a person they're like i'm fucking gone dude yeah there's and then never he, anybody up there and then yeah. when hunting season's in it's like everybody's up holy there, shit so like what I'm the fucking fuck out of here yeah i'm not tolerating but, that but then they freak out the and white like, tails yeah. all the time are near human i yeah. mean a lot of them are near human but well, they the, what i've seen in shotgun hunting too white tail deer like a guy a group will go in to push a wood lot the deer will run out of the woodlot, circle back around, right behind, and right the, behind, the, right behind yeah. the fucking humans that pushed them, and bed back down. And they know they're going to push out, get in their trucks, and drive off. And like, I'm good. I'm gonna circle around, bed back down, yeah. done. Well, I mean, but like, I, but like elk and shit, they're like, I need to. I I saw a person. I need to go 15 miles, and then they run out of fucking habitat and they die. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm dead. And it's like. White-tailed deer, like I can live wherever I, I can live wherever and survive. Elk and mule deer, they're like I need a, specific, a very specific habitat and I need to be untouched in order to survive. So then they have all these habitat people and all these mule deer people and elk people. They're like, we need to save the fucking elk habitat because otherwise they're all going to die. And it's like, look at why can't they just make whitetails? Big, yeah. big, big ass fucking whitetails, but they can't <laughs> because they're they haven't adapted like whitetails. Whitetails are so adaptive. Well, so it's so cool. They, they're so adapted to pressure, and they're so wily and so smart. And I think that they are way smarter than elk and mule deer. I'm just going to say it. I feel like they are. <laughs> well, at mule home, deer are dumb. At home, no doubt that they pattern humans <laughs> as much. They they no doubt pattern us because we can bait. Oh so yeah, we can, we can throw out corn and apples, whatever we want to throw out. Whenever deer season comes in, we can start throwing out corn. And I don't know how many times I've got pictures of deer. Three days in a row or two days in a row, I go sit it, never see it. Come back the next, like I go back to work the next day, and they're in there again. Mm-hmm. It's like 
that deer knows when I'm going to show up. Like, yeah. that corn's getting gone. I'm going to throw another 50, 100 pounds, 200 pounds out. And then he knows what days to be there because he knows what days I'm going to be there. Yeah. It's like when that scent of me being there is strong. And I, a whole other rabbit hole, I don't believe in scent control, but they deer will pattern you whether you're throwing out bait, checking cameras, shed hunting, no matter what. They know when you're going to be there. Because mm-hmm. they it's we live in, when it comes from September to February, whenever your deer season is, we live in their world. Mm-hmm. So we come to their house. So we're like, we know when you're going to show up. Mm-hmm. So, and we try to obviously outsmart that. And 99% of the time, it don't happen. No. Yeah. It don't happen. But, I mean, you get lucky like me, old redneck come up here and sit in somebody's yep. backfield and shoot a 170 at four steps. That just don't. Yeah. I mean, just got lucky. I guess I'm day I'm, number one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just, I'll <laughs> see you in six years, Iowa. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, congratulations, man! What a stud in a short amount of time. Just, uh, just a dream hunt. Yeah, man, it you was. Know, and deer camp's been a blast. It really has. I'll tell you what, his tenderloins tasted. I've been they camp bitch. I was, I was really camp good. bitch this evening, and I will be for the next couple mm-hmm. of days. You know, <laughs> uh, just I skinned the deer, and then I was like, you know what? I was going to buy ribeyes for everybody. I went and bought some bourbon, and I was like. Hey, let's go buy ribeyes. Let's celebrate. And I was like, you know what? That What's bourbon, better? That bourbon didn't last very long. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I may or may not have partook in about three quarters. Well, of that. well I why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You, shot, you went mean, out. You went. You came to Iowa. You shot a 170. Yeah, and now you're like yeah. bourbon. Yeah, well, I mean, I may have partook in about a 12 pack of beer as well, and yeah, and uh, um, yeah, I'd be but, fucking wasted right now. Well, I don't know how you're talking. Uh, well. It gets more country, as you can tell. If oh, when yeah. I get real country accented, you can tell I've drank a lot of beer, and so See, I'm right there. When I I'm get right real, when I get real retarded, that's when you can tell I'm. I'm, I'm, not, there. I'm, I'm right there at it. No, I mean, I'm like, knocking on the door. At like, it. In my mind, I'm, I'm drunk. I'm like I'm making so much sense right now, but what's coming out is. <laughs> it's like a totally different language, dude. Like I've had people record. I, I've had, I've been on video when I'm like yeah. wasted. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the fuck am I saying? Like I am not enunciating. I'm mumbling like a motherfucker. Like how does anyone know what I'm talking about? And I hear other people talking. I'm like, oh, we're all talking the same language. We're some, all- <laughs> some type of Viking mumble. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Kurt says that it sounds like that I have peanut butter stuck to the roof of my mouth whenever I talk. Yep. So whenever he listens to this, he's gonna be like, "Damn, that's strong." Well, it's it worse mouth. the more I drink. So. Yeah. So you get the you get yeah. that Mister Ed mouth. Is that Mister Ed the horse? Yeah. They put the peanut butter in his mouth, to make him look like he's talking. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I skinned a deer. I built a grill. You did. Uh, built the grill. I cooked the tenderloins. You had a productive day. Hey, I was camp chef. I like to cook a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. You do, and you do a good job with it. Hey, well, I don't think that you're going to get that salmonella poisoning in the morning. Taters, taters, uh-huh. corn, and deer tenderloin. I don't think you can get much better in deer camp. I cooked myself uh, some chicken breast one day. I was living in El Paso by myself, unsupervised, and I was cooking chicken breast. I'm like, this looks damn good. I started I was watching TV and I started cutting into it, eating it. I wasn't looking, and I took a bite. I'm like, "Hmm, that one was a little chewy, pretty good, but it did taste different." I looked down, and I I was not quite halfway through the chicken breast yet, and I seen that it was like medium rare. <laughs> you know what I did? 
Kept I said, you I ate said, it. You kept eating. I said, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and I ate the rest of that chicken breast. The damage like, is already done. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and let me tell you, medium rare chicken is way better than normal chicken. Well, it's I'm so take good. Your word for it. I'm not ever it's so try good. It. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take your word for yeah, it. I'm it not was, gonna try. It was chicken. delicious. And then I shit my brains out for the next <laughs> yeah, like yeah. four or five hours. Yeah, it I was bad. Yeah, I already have a rough stomach anyway. I, I don't know yeah. how a Dude, chicken medium, is still clucking. Medium rare chicken just doesn't sound appetizing. It, it, it really was good though. Me, but it that, was it was really good because I had a I had a nice sear on the outside and it was warm and it was really good. But it started. It did. Start, it was starting to get a little chillier as I got into it, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Fuck it!" I, I, and I was about half drunk. I'll say I was half, half drunk. I hadn't got my dog yet, so I was literally in El Paso all by myself, completely unsupervised. I'm like, I don't give a <laughs> fuck what's happening. It's Friday night, oh, and man. I don't have anything on, on the bar. weekend. I'm eating some rough. I mean, some rough fucking chicken, 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 chicken dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, if you want a good deer tenderloin recipe for for camp, cut yeah. it about half inch thick. Montreal steak, salt, pepper, and some Worcestershire sauce or Worcestershire sauce, however we say it. In the My South. wife says Worcestershire. Yeah, Worcestershire sauce. I call it Worcestershire sauce. I call it Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, right. You know, so, and then you just soak it for about an hour, throw it on the grill for about one total minute mm-hmm. on as, as hot as it'll get. Man, it'll make you want to smack your grandma. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty what. good. Man, but you I've also, had a you, great also time. you won't get salmonella from red mm-hmm. meat. It's only them dumbass. Yeah. White meat. Yeah, you're not getting animals. We call it salamander poisoning. So, oh, yeah. So, man, I've had a great time. This has been a hell of a camp. I yeah, appreciate it. Austin, you've been a hell of a host, well, man. It's been I a really dream do. trip so far. Hopefully, yeah, we can stick a couple more. Absolutely, man. We got, got a day left. I got one day left. You got, well, one day left. One day left, and then you, you got to get back to yep. Illinois. So, yep. we, got, to we got one day left. You're done. I'm here. going to Ohio on Tuesday. So okay. I've got. I've got a pretty good one there that I'm going to chase. He's bigger than the one I killed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try. I, I don't know if I'm man enough to chase a deer that size with a longbow. You but should. I, mean, I don't know if you I already killed. A, you already killed one. 70. You should just go out. Longbow I don't know bust. if I want to shoot a one. I hey, don't know if I want to chase a Longbow or bust, dude. Well, listen. Don't be mad at me if I shoot a 180 with a compound. You know, I won't be mad at you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So, but like you there's a, there's a, listen, there's a couple 150s okay. there. I'm telling you, if they step out, how about this? Be... How about this? If it's bigger than the buck you got in Iowa, compound. It's fine. It, it'll be, it'll be that big. But if it's not, then it's got to be longbow. I'll have both of them in the tree with me. There you go. Like so that. that's I, yes. listen. The best of both worlds. Yep. If a doe comes yep. in, I'm gonna shoot longbow. <laughs> if a 150 walks in, longbow. Because I'm. Yeah. The, man, the one thing I love about carrying that longbow, it takes me back to whenever I was a kid. I don't give a fuck walk, what yeah. walks in front yeah. of me. I'm shooting the damn thing if it's a good one. If you it definitely have fun. more fun with the longbow. Yeah. I mean, we was, yep. we was out here out front shooting it what, yesterday, and, mm-hmm. and Jacob is pretty damn you're, – you're pretty dead nuts with the damn longbow. I'll give it to Dude, you, man. At that, 12 yards, man, yeah, there, there's nothing li- safe. That Liberty was – is it's a fucking nice shooter. Yeah. I like it. I'm ready I got to get from, my, I got it from Sky. It still says uh, – Sully on the bottom of it. I'm like, my boy. My guy. My, my boy is with me. I'm ready to get that one he's, from Salt Trail. He's guiding me. Yeah. I'm ready to get yeah. that one from Salt Trail from Mike. I'm they make like, fucking cool bows. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Shad kind of yeah. hooked me up with that, man. So, Shad's the best. Yeah, he's, that's he's, a, a, he's a fucking... 
we were talking about him earlier. He's just like a uh, one in a million kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, he what he a, did for me, man, dude, I, I can't. I, I'm not going to go into the details of it, but no, something happened but, to me and, and my favorite recurve, and he hooked me up in a, mm-hmm. in a way that I could never repay the man. So. The thing is, with Shad, it's like you could be a completely random person probably, and if you if you get a hold of Shad, I, am, I was he the would, random he, guy. Yeah, well, he'd, he'd yeah. help you in any way possible. He's like, Hey, you know, hey, your car's broken down on the side road. Oh, yeah, I'll come fucking pick I'll buy, you up. I'll buy you all need. your tires, your, all you need. I'll buy you a new car. I don't know. He's, he's yeah. like a fucking, he's just a really, really good dude. He's he, wired different. He's such yeah. a good dude. He's yeah. such li- a good dude. One of those dudes that would literally give his shirt off the back for you if you yep. if you ask for it. Well, he's a good guy. Well, I just want to thank you guys for having me around. You know, hey, I've had yeah. a good time. Drank a lot of beer. Yeah. Drank some good bourbon. Ate some good food. Hell yeah! Appreciate the uh, you help scoring my deer and letting me know I killed killed a pretty good one for yeah, Iowa. He wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like one of the be like one of the regular guys. Like, oh yeah, he's just he's yeah, a, he's he's a, he's a okay deer. He's I okay. You can't stand people that do that shit. <laughs> yeah. I, like I cried. Pretty okay. good. Okay. No. I cried whenever I walked up this deer. Okay, he, All right. he's a giant, a legit Iowa giant. So yep. congratulations. Thank you, man. Great I really meeting appreciate your it. buddies and. Yeah, Hell, Look forward to the years to come. Not, yeah, we're not going to wait five or six years. Maybe we'll start doing like the muzzleloader season and hunting yeah. those mm-hmm. during the muzzleloader season. There you go. Maybe, maybe next time I'll, I'll host you at my I'll farm in, in, in Ohio and you can come and go. shoot a deer during the rut. Both mm-hmm. you guys come. Fuck yeah. So we got a pretty good place and working on some more places out there. And so, yep. I mean, the good thing about Ohio, it's over the counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the cheapest over the counter. And I got, I got buddies. Country. I got a really good buddy in Ohio. It'll be a good time. Call him CC. Well, see, I got, see, okay. we'll get C. We'll see if we get I, CC. I, I, like, I, got, I got two really good buddies. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you, there you go. I have well, a buddy. I have a. I call my little brother. His name Hunter. Hunter Hardesty. He lives in Ohio, and he's like my little brother that I, I never had because I was. I'm the youngest in my family, so I never had a younger kid, like brother or nothing. I feel you. He's, I'm he, the youngest. He's my. He's my little brother. Well, I'd give him noogies. Well, anybody to you would be little. Yeah, even my older brother's little. Yeah, he's, yeah, my, I mean, he's my little brother now. You're like six foot nine, three sixty, solid muscle, right? Yep, yeah. nailed it. That's what we're going to stay. Fucking at. A. Right. <laughs> Jacob, appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, hey, congratulations, do. man. I appreciate, man, I appreciate this has it. Been fun. Yep. Austin, thank you for your hospitality. It's been, been a great this time, has been boys. Absolutely amazing. Let's go. Let's go hit the sack, man. Yeah, pretty tired. Yeah, we're at an hour and a half, buck and a half. All right. Perfect. Yeah, man.